Well, Rabbi Chaim Hagler is with us. Anybody who's familiar with this show uh, knows that he's a dear friend for many, many years. He is the head of school at Yeshivat Noam, and he, along with hundreds if not thousands of heads of school and principals around the world, have had to make quite an adjustment very, very quickly. How they did it, I have no idea. It's, uh, I think, pretty impressive, frankly, which watching what's going on in the elementary schools and high schools. I know a lot of colleges, universities have also been making uh, adjustments, but um, as we as we view our community specifically, especially among the younger students, it's remarkable what's going on. He is the head of school at Yeshivat Noam here in New Jersey, Rabbi Chaim Hagler. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's always great to be here. I appreciate that. We know that Yeshivat Noam is at least 18 years old because we were part of the big 18th anniversary celebration. So those of you who are wondering, uh, Yeshivat Noam has been around for a while. In fact, we have had the honor since day one of uh, of following them very, very closely, their amazing growth and their incredible impact on the Jewish community. Well, I mean, no matter how well prepared you are, Rabbi Hagler, and I know you well, you're a pretty prepared man in general for all situations. No matter how well prepared you were for this, uh, it still must have been a complete shock when school was essentially uh, canceled and and you and your teachers had to figure out a way to hold formal or as formal as possible classes uh, for an extended period of time. What was that like when it became obvious based on the news of the day that students wouldn't be showing up anymore? Uh, you are correct. It was a complete shock uh, for us, I think, for the for the entire world. And as much as we tried to prepare for it, it was, I, I think, something impossible to comprehend and therefore impossible to fully prepare for. But our, our team really got to work right away and stayed focused on uh, thinking about what's best for children. How can we bring school to them in their living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, um, and, you know, keep some semblance of order in their day um, and give them a structure to their day and keep the learning going. And uh, that's where our team really got to work. I'd say the first few days was 24-7 for our administrators and our teachers Right. Um, until we slowly started to get this thing in order. Has it been one week? Did you essentially start this uh, last Monday? We did. We were closed the Thursday and Friday beforehand, and we were doing some classes online. We started it literally um, the first day, uh, but we had our full schedule up and running last Monday. And by, I think, Tuesday of this past week or maybe Wednesday, we had an entire Yeshima uh, Noam virtual classroom website that was built uh, to house all of the classes that are going on, one stop for parents to click on and wow. to see each child's individual schedule for the day. So, yeah, by Monday this past week, we were fully up and running. Unbelievable. Um, the typical school day, you're greeting students around when, when they arrive at Yeshivat Noam, and they're heading home about what time on a typical school we're, day? You know, depending on the age, between 8 and 8.30, we're greeting students. They're heading home somewhere between 3.30 and 4.30 How long? typical How long day. is the school day now? Like, uh, you'll ask uh, you'll ask the students to log in around when, and basically it all comes to an end around when? Um, they'll start logging in by around 8.45, and uh, we'll end around anywhere between 3.30 and 4. Oh, so it's a full day. This is not... Uh... <laughs> you haven't made sure you haven't uh, made any attempt to, to to shorten the day for everybody. You're, you want them to experience a full school day. We certainly do. We want to give them that structure throughout the day. We'll build in a few more breaks, a family lunch. It's a little bit longer than our normal lunch period. Right. Um, a little longer recess period, but um, we're trying to give them that that structure of a day, which I think children need 
from around, you know, during those hours. Now, you know what kids are used to when it comes to snow days, vacation, you know, days that out of nowhere all of a sudden become days off. They, they appreciate the free time. Is it really unusual for them in this case that they are, you know, home, away from school, but yet have to maintain a school schedule? It's definitely unusual. It's unusual for everybody, but I, I give the, the, the children so much credit how quickly they adapted to this um, and how well they've taken to it. And look, you know, and you know this as well as I know, that young children are, are, are much more flexible yeah. and adapt much quicker to change than us old folks. <laughs> so for them, they just they just rolled with it and, you know, logged on, and this is their generation. Rabbi Chaim Hagler, um, Yeshiva Noam with us. Um, there has to be, I mean, as you watch all of this develop and as it's all happening, you, you probably have a million different thoughts. One of them was, you know, the, and especially a, a lot of articles were written about this, you know, could this be the future, especially here in the U.S. where technologically, obviously, it's one, you know, we're one of the most advanced countries. And, and I, I can't, the more I read about it and the more I think about it, even, you know, I'm taking my age into account, you know, <laughs> uh, I still think that that real classroom experience is so far better, is so different than the, and, and socially certainly, than this online thing that, that this might be a good temporary reprieve, but, but the real goal has got to be to get everybody into the classroom as soon as possible. What do you think? I agree with that 100%. And I would start from, from where you ended, uh, first and foremost, socially. Um, children need to see each other, need to interact with each other. That's the hardest part for them. Um, and that's why they love the Zoom sessions where they have a chance. And we often will give them some time at the beginning of a Zoom sh- session just to, <laughs> to talk with their friends and interact with them. We're building in recess sessions to hang out with their friends and uh, various different types of opportunities for them to have these social interactions. Unfortunately, it's not in person. It's through Zoom. So I think first and foremost, you're correct about that. But even the learning, it needs to be in person. It needs to be with a with a teacher who you interact with in a personal um, face-to-face type of a manner. Now, you asked me if this is the future of, of education. I, I hope not. I don't think so. I can almost think it will probably be the future of snow days. <laughs> right. That's right. No, no more real days off for the kids, huh? <laughs> that's that, what that's probably going to be in place. We're, we're all going to be cursing Corona forever, but they really are going to be cursing Corona forever. Uh, this really could. This really. And by the way, it'll make life easier for people like you when you're debating, should I declare a snow day? And you'll say to yourself, you know what? Better safe than sorry. We'll have uh, we'll have studying and, and, and learning going on through the computer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's some schools, in fact, that snow's a tremendous hazard, and that will help tremendously. Um, Rabbi Chaim Hagler is with us talking about Yeshiva Noam. Are the cla- I know you said the day is similar. You said 845, 330, I get that. But are the classes shorter? Like a typical class when you're there in person would be how long and how long are the classes online? Well, the, the classes, you know, we're doing two types of, uh, of different things. We have times where we are doing live Zoom classes. We have uh, three things, actually, pre-recorded um, classes that we'll put out as well. Um, and then we also have independent work that we'll assign the students to do. We'll usually put that within a certain time slot and Got tell it. them we want them to do it and submit it this time. Right. But it gives a little bit of flexibility if people need some help at home and the timing doesn't work perfect for everybody's home to follow that exact schedule. Um, so the classes are a little bit shorter, um, but we're, they're not all direct Zoom classes, especially with the younger students. It's hard for them to literally click from class to class to class throughout the entire day. Um, so if we can assign them some independent work, some videos, 
um, that's that's a little better for them. Rabbi Chaim Hagler is with us, Yeshivat Noam. Uh, all right, so what have you heard from parents? You know, you, you um, uh, I'm sure, from your position, you know, laud both your educators and your parents. The parents, it seems, at least based on social media, the parents' reaction worldwide to all this is, my God, I never realized how hard the teachers are working. What are you, what are you hearing from parents who are living through this situation? That's been the exact same reaction I've received, the response I've received from the Shiva Noam parents. Probably the hardest thing for me to do um, is keeping up with uh, thank you emails from parents um, and and responding to them. My inbox is flooded with those type of emails, and and pretty much I have a a standard response. The thanks goes to our incredible administrators and our incredibly dedicated and hardworking teachers. Um, The amount of time it, it takes to prepare these lessons is just um, a huge amount of time. And even if you're, you're seeing a 30-minute lesson that your child's interacting with, it could have taken the teacher two, three hours to prepare that lesson. So they're working incredibly hard. And the teachers are, are adjusting because, you know, you prepare a, you're used to preparing a certain type of lesson for the in-person lecture, so to speak, and now you have to consider that, you know, that those students are not in front of you, and that changes the way you're teaching. It may even change the material you're teaching and how you're presenting it, frankly. That's true, and that's the, that's the live Zoom lessons, the independent right. work. It takes hours to prepare work that you know they can do independently without you in the classroom, the follow-up assignments that they're, that they're assigning. Um, you know that it has to be far more interactive and exciting and hands-on so that they can really um, relate to it. So all of that is, is, is tremendous amount of work. Um... And and the students, I, I can't get over how they're handling this uh, in so many cases. It's really uh, a tremendous tribute, I guess, to them and their parents that they're able to make it through. You have you have situations. I mean, you're you're you know in in a school that's basically uh, nursery through even pre nursery uh, through eighth grade. You're in situations where you'll have, I assume, three, four, five students of yours who are in the same family. Would that be accurate? Yes, that would. And, I mean, I know that, thank God, today, and, I, and I'm really saying it that way, even though some people are obviously not happy with the boom in technology and, what it, and, what, you know, and, and, and its potential for our families, but I'm going to go to positive route and say, thank God, I would guess you haven't heard from too many people who don't have enough devices, right? This time, I mean, at this time, uh, most of the families in our Yeshiva League community, let's put it that way, uh, based on your experience, either have or if they need, the school's able to provide at this point. That is correct. Um, and most of our families are in need of additional devices. Oh, really? And, uh, we've yeah. we've lent out over 250 devices already, Wow. Um, primarily Chromebooks, and um, we've been lending them out the, over the first few days, and I keep a stack here in my house that somebody could uh, stop by. We so have a system where I leave it in a safe place for them. They could pick it up in a safe place outside the house. Wow. Um, and they can come and pick up a device to use at home. You need one, two, three devices. Uh, we're happy to lend them out. We have them in the school, and we want them to be used by the students. So I'm wrong. A lot of families do need help with that. I didn't really, you know. I, I guess, when you're talking I guess, about multiple devices. Right. Functioning at the same time, right. and I'm used to do, having uh, I'm used to having older kids where everyone has their own you know independent stuff right. to work with, right? Wow, but good if you point. have younger children, four or five children in sixth grade and down, right. they, you, you need more devices. Uh, what do you do about uh, math class? Is there such a thing as a chalkboard or a whiteboard that the teacher could actually use? Because obviously, in math, you want to show equations and how things you know step by step how things work. What do teachers do with that? 
Yeah, the wonderful thing about Zoom is there is a whiteboard function on Zoom. Wow. Um, <laughs> and certainly you can show anything that you have on your screen. Could you teach me you how to use that? on Zoom as well. You can teach me how to use that maybe? <laughs> um, I could send you three videos we created for our teachers about two weeks ago. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, instructional videos um, that we created. We also we have, of course, an IT staff where teachers, you know, throughout the years can right. always email our, our help desk for any type of help. We set up a special help desk uh, email for parents understanding that they're going to have some difficulty navigating this sure. so that we have a special IT team on call just to respond to parent emails to help them in their home with their technical needs. Uh, what about labs? Is there such a thing in elementary school as science labs? There are. Um, we're doing some of them on, online. We're doing some of them at home with basic things that students have in their house and uh, allowing them to uh, create and uh, run labs in their home with some of the materials that we, you know, most homes will have. You know what some of the kids need, Rabbi Hagler? They need gym class. <laughs> We've got it. Ah, what do you do? We've got exercise programs that we're doing, challenges, uh, gym challenges that we're doing. We have phys ed classes built into the schedule with our phys ed teacher. We have our art teacher that's in the schedule, our technology teacher that's in the schedule, our, our music teacher. Um, running running programs within the schedule. It's just incredible. So if kids are bouncing around the house and they say it's because the yeshiva noam told them to do so, they're probably telling the truth. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is correct. That is correct. I'll tell you two other amazing things sure. that we launched that are, that, are, that are probably as impactful as the weekday uh, learning. Um, two weeks ago before Shabbos, we sent out a uh, turn Shabbos into a family Shabbaton. Mm. And we sent out guidelines on how to um, create a beautiful family Shabbaton. Let's look at it as a positive. Yes, we can't go to shul. Yes, we can't get together with our friends, have company over. Right. But we can use Shabbos as a time to focus on our family. And we sent out guidelines on, on how to do that. We sent out a sample schedule on what you – to set up a schedule on what your Shabbos should look like, encouraging Divrei Torah at all of the meals, and that was last Shabbos, and it actually went viral. Um, you know, I've gotten emails from across the country, even in Israel, that people use that model for their Shabbos. This past week, we did week two of it, and we added a theme to it, and the theme was Thank You, Hashem. Wow. Uh, we sent out sources on, um, on Divrei Torah for Thank You, Hashem, stories on Thank You, Hashem. We encouraged every Divrei Torah at the meal to have a focus about Thank You, Hashem. Um, we gave them um, um, prompt of questions at each meal on how they're thankful to Hashem. Um, and that was the theme of the week of this past Shabbat. You know, uh, um, and, you know, Rabbi Hagler, we're all praying for this thing to end very quickly. Uh, could you tell me how many Shabbatot you've prepared for? I, ho I, hope, so, not, I hope not I too many. I think I'm doing it is I'm taking it one week at a time. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> one, one week at a time. I'll tell you one other thing that we did yesterday. We understood that Sunday is going to be an incredibly challenging day for parents, right? right. There's no school. No NCAA. There's none of the normal <laughs> recreational sports leagues or art things that you go to. You can't take your children anywhere. So right. we decided as Yeshiva, no, and we have to, you know, give our parents some structure and help them out for a Sunday. So we put together a family color war wow. for parents for yesterday. <laughs> How did it go? They were amazing. There were activities throughout the day. Um, we gave them a theme. We gave them all of that material, um, and we very much structured it. So by a certain point in each day, we had a special um, email address and um, website um, set up that you can submit your, your, your completion of the activities 
There was a song that you had to write based on your theme. You had to video your family singing it and send it in. There was a uh, banner you had to make. Um, there were some creative things, stomp and um, and uh, a chair throughout the day of And then each family sends it in. And we're going to be going throughout the week putting it together and getting it back to the parents with winners declared next week on Sunday. Usually the red team wins, Rabbi Hagler. You know, that's how it works in Color War. So. <laughs> I, I thought it was the day camp. <laughs> Usually the day camp wins. That's a good one. I like that very much. Is there such a thing as a school assembly, or there is no program that can handle 700-plus students? Yes, there is. We, we have a Zoom that can handle that. Um, wow. We have every single morning. Uh, morning announcement, and we'd love to get you live on there if we can figure out the timing. Oh, I'd love it. Um, but every morning at 8.45, our uh, elementary school principal and our director of student activities, they run morning announcements um, for the entire elementary school. So you have about 400 students or so um, that log in um, just to hear what's coming up throughout the day. They do some fun, sticky things to make it cute and exciting to launch the day. So we have that ability. Um, we did a, a middle school kumzitz uh, Mishmar comes this, this past Thursday afternoon um, and had a few hundred of our middle school students logged into that. So we have those abilities. And I'll tell you one incredible thing, and uh, you and I discussed it a little bit throughout the week, was we are also sensitive to the fact that there are boys um, and girls having a bar and bat mitzvah and uh, missing that opportunity, and especially for boys who worked months, if not more than a year, right. preparing their laning and suddenly – gone they don't have the opportunity to do that so we hosted a virtual bar mitzvah this past friday afternoon um and there were hundreds of people that logged into that uh, there happened to have been two boys who were going to supposed to schedule to celebrate their bar mitzvah this past uh, shabbos and they alternated and they completed the entire laning by alternating a liot and um you know everybody was able to hear them there were different tours there was singing um, and it was a beautiful um, occasion as well. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. <laughs> a virtual bar mitzvah. Who would have ever thought? Are you getting the uh, – you know, it's funny. There, There is obviously – I mean, you alluded to this more than once in this conversation, or by Chaim Hagler is with us. There's obviously a boredom issue in some cases. You know, one, one of my collegiates, a lot of college lectures going on in my in my apartment, uh, you know, this week. And mm-hmm. and one of them said to me, uh, my my morning course I'm gonna I'm gonna do in the bedroom, the second one in the dining room, and the third one. I just need to change the scenery. And and I'm wondering if you've heard from students who normally cannot stand being woken up at six thirty in the morning by their parents. They dread waiting outside for the school bus. The day already is too long for them when they arri- when they arrive at school. Have you heard from them that they'd like to get back to their regular routine? Um, I haven't heard directly from them, but that's certainly the message that we're getting from them, how much they miss being in school. Primarily, they'll tell us, and I understand that they miss seeing their friends and being with their friends on, on a daily basis. But it's interesting, you know, how excited they are because we have that morning announcement that starts at 845. And, right. you know, sometimes we'll, um, you know, log into the Zoom five, seven, eight minutes early. And as soon as we do, you'll see 30, 40 students <laughs> waiting already. For it to begin. Those are the kids that um, always get to the auditorium you know, I, early. I, I'm, I teach several <laughs> classes throughout the week, and I know I log in, and I'm, I said to my students, I've never seen you this early to class. <laughs> but it's this easy. They're able to do it, huh? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. they're, and they're anxious to get together with their friends, even if, even if it's virtually. Rabbi Hagler, you've given a lot of educators some good ideas in this conversation. I'm sure you don't mind if they contact you uh, to share as much as possible. There are a lot of high schools and elementary schools 
doing really well through this. I'm sure you're aware you have some colleagues who are really flourishing at this time. Yeah, I mean, I give credit to all of the schools. Everybody's doing an incredible job. And as you said before, you know, hundreds and hundreds of schools have really risen to the occasion. Um, And and I'm glad to hear that it's not just in Shiba Noam, but you're reporting that it's um, across the country, at least, that parents uh, recognize and appreciate it. No question about it. The question, of course, is, uh, you know, how long can this last and can everybody hold on? We don't know what the future brings. It's one of the biggest problems with this whole situation as compared to other disasters that we've lived through that we just don't uh, we don't know when the arrow is going to start pointing up when those school buses will start rolling again and when the, you know people will be able to have a normal day go to, even maybe with a mask go to work but at least you know get back to a regular work schedule i assume with pesach coming up you're all set for this to continue over the next couple of weeks and then i assume uh, you'll reevaluate everything with your staff once that break is over yeah, look, definitely. And, you know, it's not like a snow day in this type of a case. It's not a decision that we're making any longer. As right. you know, these are decisions making by t- being made by top government officials. We'll wait to hear what the governor says right? Um, and until we have clearance from the governor to return to school. We'll continue in, in this mode. Yeah, it's funny. I, I pointed out to somebody because we were talking about the Pesach programs, which at one point, you know, we thought that some of the Pesach programs would still exist. And I said the Pesach programs essentially, you know, before the government stepped in, uh, essentially was, you know, individual decisions by the operators to figure out what to do. When it comes to schools, basically, I'm not saying, you know, 100% because you don't know exactly how each community is going to be at the time, but basically when the government says reopen your schools, reopen them, and if they say keep them closed, you keep them closed. So the decision, as you just indicated, is essentially being made for you at this point. Yeah, that is correct. By the way, crazy question I thought of it this morning. Um, we are for obvious reasons, so much more insulated and so much more worried about our own situation right now. Um, You know, normally, especially in your school, there's so much attention being paid to Israel, a lot of attention being paid to stuff happening outside of New Jersey. Are teachers able to incorporate any of that right now, or is it essentially, you know, get to the core subject and, you know, let's, let's be concerned about ourselves at this point? It's been a little bit more difficult, and uh, we, we do actually have several chesed programs that we're encouraging students to participate in wow. as best as they can at home, but it's much more focused in the home and much more focused on, on their neighborhood. Unbelievable. What date is graduation officially? Uh, graduation is um, June 17th, I believe, and um, please God, we'll, we'll all be back by then. Yeah. And uh, have our full regular graduation. I mean, that will be... Uh... That will be an event to remember, that's for sure. I mean, kids will obviously remember this for the rest of their lives. And uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw someone write on uh, – I, I, I wish I could remember the exact line, but someone wrote on social media how, how you know, being cooped up in the house for weeks at a time and having to log on to go to school is going to be this generation's equivalent of walking two miles, you know, each way to school uphill. <laughs> you know, that, that, that we in prior generations always told our kids, you know. This generation will certainly have uh, something to tell their children and grandchildren. Yeah, unbelievable. Everyone should uh, be healthy and and uh, and make it to that point. And as we pray for Amazing. so many in our community who unfortunately are ill. And by the way, I mean, you're you're obviously in Bergen County, and there's no doubt that you, just like us here, know of plenty of people, unfortunately, who are who are not well and who need a full refuah shlema. Uh, thank God, it does seem in in most of the cases that. Uh, you know, even when they get into a dire situation, you know, many people are already on the road to recovery, but obviously there are those who head in the other direction, and that's another thing we should keep in mind. And I'm sure your teachers are reminding your 
your students about that as well, that the, the community is going through not just a difficult situation economically and in terms of schools being closed, but is going through a difficult situation just watching friends and family go through really a, a, really a serious health crisis at this point. That is definitely the case, and uh, we certainly include everybody in our load on a daily basis. Yeah, and kolakavod uh, to those who are uh, saying to Hillam with the students, who are uh, encouraging them to say the Mishaberach together, and so many other ways that uh, that people are being kept in mind who are in really dire circumstances. Rabbi Hagler, I uh, thank you for joining us. Continued success. I'll use you as a representative of all the principals and heads of school out there to say thank you because. Uh, parents now even better understand uh, how tough a job everybody has in the world of education um, and uh, how well a job they're doing in the world of education. So thank you and continued success with this unusual situation. Thank you, Nachum, and I look forward to uh, being on ear in studio one day very soon. Yes, please, God, when they open the studio for people other than myself. <laughs> right now, apparently, the full capacity here is one. That's it. <laughs> but hopefully soon it'll be more. Thank you, Rabbi Hagler, and best regards to everybody at Yeshivat Noam. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.